Mormonism 101, a book by Mormonism Research Ministries, Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson, has helped many who want to understand what separates Mormonism from the Christian faith. Mormonism 101 is available at your favorite Christian bookstore or online at mrm.org. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Is it sometimes acceptable for modern Latter-day Saints to reject the teachings of their past prophets. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Aaron Chafawalaf, my colleague at MRM. Yesterday we began looking at a conference message that was given by a 70 in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a man by the name of Alan D. Haney, that's spelled H-A-Y-N-I-E, The title of his talk was A Living Prophet for the Latter Days. He gave this talk in April of 2023, but he makes some statements about the importance of living prophets in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that we cannot overlook some of the comments that he made. So to bring you up to speed, he's mainly explaining so far the importance of trusting in these living prophets, and he does that in an interesting way. He says this, he says, knowing by revelation that there is a living prophet on the earth changes everything. It causes one to be uninterested in the debate about when is a prophet speaking as a prophet or whether one is ever justified in selective rejection of prophetic counsel. What I said yesterday, and I I stand by that today, is it seems like Haney was telegraphing, there's a problem here. When you compare what our leaders are saying today, for instance, in this particular general conference in April of 2023, and what prophets have said in past general conferences, you need to discern which ones you should believe and which ones you should not believe. So he's basically telling the membership, we do have a problem here in Houston, well, we should say Salt Lake City because we are getting different messages. And what is a Latter-day Saint supposed to do with that? And I think that's kind of the crux of what he is going to be explaining in this talk. If I understand you correctly, what he is saying doesn't make sense unless you do have the dilemma where you have to pick one over the other. Absolutely. Absolutely. This goes back to that expression that was used by different leaders known as cafeteria Mormonism or cafeteria obedience. He seems to be practicing that, and yet you wouldn't think you would need to if these prophets are all getting their information from the same source, unless, of course, that source, Elohim or Heavenly Father, the Heavenly Father of Mormonism, can't remember what he said over time. It seems to be the case. Now, Haney goes on to say, current conditions in the world have caused some to panic. As God's covenant children, we do not need to chase after this or that to know how to navigate through these troubled times. We do not need to fear. The doctrine and principles that we must follow to survive spiritually and endure physically are found in the words of the living prophet. I found that expression quite telling. That's not something that an evangelical would ever say. 
we would always counsel people that if you want to survive spiritually, endure physically, they're found in the words of the New Testament or found in the words specifically of Jesus or found in the words of his apostles in the New Testament. We would not say in the words of the living prophet. It's really interesting. If you read the book of Jude, if you read Second Timothy, and if you read Second Peter, you get a theme, a motif where the writers of the New Testament are anticipating that the people of God are going to need to survive by appealing to something, to be stable, to persevere, to endure very hard times. Peter, Jude, and Paul do not tell the readers to hang on to the living prophet. They tell them to go to the scriptures, to consider the deposit of faith once delivered to the saints to go back to the Holy Writ, the scriptures which are inspired of God. In other words, apostles and those writing with apostolic authority prepare Christians to survive the Christian life by going back to what is written. Well, in his talk, Haney goes on to cite President M. Russell Ballard, an apostle in the church, who declared that, quote, it is no small thing to have a prophet of God in our midst. Now, hearing a statement like that and isolating it from other comments, it might not seem to have the impact that it seemed to have had with me. But when I hear things like this, I cannot help but reflect on statements of past leaders such as Wilford Woodruff, who was the fourth president. Now, What do you do with him? Because he's a dead prophet. But there's a story, and we've cited this story several times on this show, and I think the context demands that we look at this again. And it's a comment that was made, and it is recorded in Teachings of the Living Prophet Student Manual, Religion 333. This came out in 2010, page 19. Now, it's interesting. This comes out in 2010, and and who is it quoting? Dead prophets. Yeah. So apparently this is a standard that, the LDS Church is willing to hold on to and not reject. But let me read you this story very carefully. According to this manual, and this is from a conference report, 1897, and it's found on pages 22 and 23, President Wilford Woodruff spoke of a meeting attended by the Prophet Joseph Smith and Brigham Young. Brother Joseph turned to Brother Brigham Young and said, Brother Brigham, I want you to take the stand and tell us your views with regard to the written oracles and the written word of God. Brother Brigham took the stand and he took the Bible and laid it down. He took the Book of Mormon and laid it down. And he took the Book of Doctrine and Covenants and laid it down before him. Now you might ask, well, why not the Pearl of Great Price? Because it wasn't canonized at this time. He said, there is the written word of God to us concerning the work of God from the beginning of the world almost to our day. And now said he, when compared with the living oracles, the living prophets, those books are nothing to me. Those books do not convey the word of God direct to us now as do the words of a prophet or a man bearing the holy priesthood in our day and generation. I would rather have the living oracles than all the writings in the books. That was the course he pursued. When he was through, Brother Joseph said to the congregation, Brother Brigham has told you the word of the Lord, and he has told you the truth. Now, 
This was a story that Ezra Taft Benson, the 13th president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, related in his 14 fundamentals and following the prophet's speech that he gave in 1980. And that's important because Benson would become the president of the church. He cites Wilford Woodruff, who was a president of the church. In turn, Woodruff says that Joseph Smith was there when this meeting took place. Brigham Young was the one who spoke, and Joseph Smith concurred with what Brigham Young had taught. Obviously, Benson agrees with it, or he wouldn't have told the story. But we have four presidents of the church agreeing that they would rather have the living oracles than all the writings in the books, and the context of the books are the standard works. The Bible, the Book of Mormon, and the Doctrine and Covenants at this time. Doesn't it sound to you, Aaron, that Haney's basically teaching the same kind of doctrine here when he says, if we want to survive spiritually, endure physically, That instruction is going to be found in the words of a living prophet. Yes, Haney seems to be continuing this default LDS idea that the living prophets take precedent over the dead words of deceased prophets, including those in Scripture. Haney goes on to say, President Russell M. Nelson has testified that, quote, God's long-established pattern of teaching his children through prophets assures us that he will bless each prophet and that he will bless those who heed prophetic counsel, end quote. In light of that statement that Haney uses here in re- reference to the 17th president, Russell M. Nelson, does God, in fact, bless each LDS prophet. If that's the case, should I not assume that he blessed Brigham Young when he taught that Adam was God, a topic that we brought up yesterday? And you can't ignore the Adam-God doctrine. I know a lot of Latter-day Saints want to roll their eyes whenever you bring it up, but there's a significance in that teaching that I think is being ignored right now but it's still very important. And as I mentioned yesterday, Brigham Young's Adam God sermon met all the criteria for being a true teaching. It met them all. And yet Latter-day Saints now are expected to just blithely ignore it as if, eh, that was just a part of history I don't even want to talk about. Well, if this statement is true, that he's attributing to Russell M. Nelson, that God is going to bless each prophet, did he bless Brigham Young when he taught that teaching that even Latter-day Saints today find to be horrific. Another way Latter-day Saints have put this is that the prophet will never lead us astray. And another way to ask this is, were Latter-day Saints that took Adam God to heart led astray by believing and submitting to Brigham Young's teaching concerning Adam God? I'll add on to that. Do modern fundamentalists Mormons, who are not a part of the Salt Lake City-based sect of Mormonism, do modern fundamentalist Mormons, uh, should they consider themselves led astray for believing what Brigham Young taught from General Conference? Well, wouldn't you say that most Latter-day Saints, when you bring up the fundamentalist group, and we should explain to our listeners that a fundamentalist Mormon, quote-unquote, is generally understood to be a person who adheres to the Book of Mormon, even the Doctrine and Covenants, but they also believe in practicing polygamy. In other words, they hold on to a lot of the 19th century ideas 
of the LDS Church that have been since rejected by the church based in Salt Lake City. They're not a part of the Salt Lake City Church. We, we make that very clear. There is a distinction between the two. But they do see them as having been led astray. One of the reasons why they've been led astray in their minds is because they are still holding on to teachings that they would argue are of the past, and they're not supposed to be believed today. It sounds like they are emphasizing this idea that there are certain things you should hold on to, and there are some things that you should reject. And when it comes to many of the teachings of the fundamentalist groups, those things should be rejected. In other words, they have been led astray. But isn't it odd, those listening to Brigham Young at the time he taught this didn't feel that they were led astray. I'm not saying that there weren't some that had questions about it. Certainly there were. Like Orson Pratt. Orson Pratt would be a classic example, and it got him into trouble, didn't it? He he was eventually vindicated over time, but he went through a lot of hard times. So this becomes the confusing factor that I think Haney is bringing up. And I wish, I pray, more Latter-day Saints would catch the depth of his questions in this talk, because he's admitting to us that there are problems. The question is, is how do you solve this problem? And we're going to talk about that in tomorrow's show. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.